We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. I hope you are feeling centered, solid, and optimistic on this beautiful day. So have you ever gotten a call or information where you get news that rocks your world? For most, their first inclination may be shock or fear, anger, possibly feeling like a victim. And then maybe a reconfiguration, reconsideration, and restructuring of one's whole life. That was the case for my guest today, Amber Farman. Amber was diagnosed with stage one invasive breast cancer when she was 31. And with no history of breast cancer in her family, she was beyond shocked. A few months after her diagnosis, Amber underwent a double bilateral mastectomy and reconstructive surgery. Today, Amber is cancer-free and has learned to face her fears of both life and death. She helps others do the same. This life-altering journey has provided the backdrop for Amber's book, Farewell, My Loves. This diagnosis made Amber face her and consider her mortality, her Christian faith, and the meaning of life and how she can help others. And now she is sharing her powerful and passionate message with the world and is here with us today on Journey to Center to do the same. So Amber Farman, thank you so much for being here with us on Empower Radio. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So I touched a little bit on your story, but I would love to hear more about your history and how this book came into being. Well, Farewell, My Loves actually came to me two years before I was diagnosed with my own breast cancer. Um, So, of course, I was shocked when I got the call myself, but I had already started writing and developing a character named Meredith and her own journey with cancer and facing her fears. So, two years after I was developing this character, when I got the phone call that nobody ever wants to hear, the doctor on the other end saying, you know, your test result is cancer. I felt as though I was already processing it two years before through my character. I just had no idea it would actually be me too, if that makes sense. So I think I got a jump start a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. As though it was so shocking, I was already facing a lot of, or asking a lot of questions about life and facing my biggest fears of saying goodbye to my family through my character, Meredith. And so how did this idea, I mean, it's a, it's a somewhat interesting, complex storyline. How did this drop into your awareness? Um, honestly, I was literally in a bath one night. Um, I do think at the time I already had cancer. I just had no idea. Every night I had like these chills, like super bad chills. I was sick almost every night. And the only thing that would help would be a bath. And so literally I was sitting in the bath and this, the beginning and the end flashed through my brain. It was like a little, a quick movie scene or like a trailer to a movie is how I describe it. And um, just the whole concept of the other side a mom saying goodbye to her family, all of that just kind of flashed through my head. And I remember like a crazy woman jumping out of the bath, running down the hallway to my husband saying, I've got it. I've, I've got this story. I think I can actually write. And through my cancer, um, this was a seven-year journey. And of course, 
being diagnosed myself, it took on a whole new meaning story and a lot that was missing in the original manuscript was the raw emotion. And now here I was facing, here I was crying and, you know, so frightened and scared. I didn't know what was going to happen. So all that raw emotion started coming out and the story took on a whole different element that kind of paralleled the journey that I was on in my own life. So some of this is based on truth and other other aspects are more fiction. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely parts of the book that's truth. It parallels the character Meredith really parallels my life in certain ways. And um, there's definitely fiction too. I've added some characters into the story where I needed to separate myself. I think for a while I was so scared I had written my destiny. And honestly, I stopped writing for about a year and a half after I was diagnosed because I was I just could not believe what I had written and what I was now facing. And I thought, maybe I should change the ending. And people kept asking me, maybe you should change things so you'll have a better ending in life. And Mm -hmm. I had to just bring in some different characters. And I took the story a different direction, almost to separate myself out of it again. Because I do have hope that I'm going to live a long time. And I am healthy right now. And um, I want to see myself growing old. And so that's where I had to kind of change it up a little bit, but it was definitely scary. I I will tell you it's a trip um, when I think about it and, you know, what's happened after I wrote that, you know, part of the story. Yeah. And, you know, in your book, you address death, sexuality, religion, and so much more. These are some pretty big subjects. Some might say the biggest. Did this take courage for you? And what has people's response been? Yeah. definitely mixed. I'm actually getting a lot more positive responses than I thought I would. Um, This, like I said, it took me about seven years and three of which took me the courage just to finish and actually be as honest and truthful and bring all these subjects to light. I was scared to death. I come from a family that is, um, their roots are deep in the church. And so for me to go public with some of these topics, um, honestly, I was really scared. I was really scared. I have a business in my small community. I was a little worried, but at the same time, I just needed to be liberated and I needed to really bring this story to light that came to me seven years ago. And I really wanted to portray characters that are facing different things. There's people all over the world that have to live their life for them and have the life that they have to be truthful to themselves. And that's where I ended up being. I just had to be, this is who I am. These are some of the things I think. And I had to be, speak my truth, even if my voice shook. And, um, and I have no regrets now. I actually feel way more liberated than I ever have. Yeah. To me that, that is um, such an important piece of the puzzle for most of us, you know, not to try to live your life conforming for the comfort of others and, trying to be who others expect you to be. And that can come from family or society or friends, but rather get out of that box and live your authentic truth, your authentic life. So would you have any um, thoughts or suggestions for people who may be struggling with that concept? You're like, you know, I don't know. I think maybe I should just be in this box that I've been put in. What would you say? You know what? I would really suggest maybe even taking a day or two and really analyzing, like step back from your life. Like imagine you're just stepping outside of your body 
or even a day and just reevaluate and to think about what are you truly living for? Like if you were on your deathbed tomorrow, what would all be all your regrets? Are you living truly for yourself or trying to please other people? Because I think so many of us for so long, we're missing out on life. It's like you're missing out on life if you're constantly thinking of others and worrying about others. And now I'm not saying not to go around being cruel or mean to people, but I guess I think of it as this, you know, a lot of 70 year olds or 80 year olds, they get to a point in life where they know the end is coming and they don't just, they don't care about anything anymore. They're going to say what they want to say. They've lived life and they're just at a point where they don't care anymore what people think. But I feel as though cancer was a gift almost to me that at 32, 33, 34, I had this aha moment and I thought, well, what if I can live that way now and really instill that in my kids and really being kind to others, but finding our, my own truth and my authentic self? Because once you really do find that, I feel like life is so much better and I'm, I just can't explain it. I just feel like I'm finally living now after that aha moment. Yeah. It sounds like you're really living your life, your truth. Right. And that, you know, that yeah. is a question I'll ask clients sometimes when they're struggling with things like this. It's like, where do your loyalties lie? They'll say, what? Where do your loyalties lie? You know, and for me at this point, my loyalty lies with my soul, my connection mm-hmm. to source and living my life. And I love what you're saying. I think it's so true. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to have boundaries. We need to, you know, if you want a life of truth, you have to tell your truth. So um, you touched on something that I was really interested in and wanted to ask you. Maybe you can elaborate on this a little bit. Because I often think when we experience something intense, hard, challenging, and it could have to do with health or relationships or um, career, money, or finances, I think that um, our soul is often trying to get our attention, that there's, mm-hmm. there are gifts if we can get out of that victim consciousness. So I would like to know, a little bit more about what you would consider the gift or the wake up call or the opportunity from this, you know, intense health health challenge for you. Yeah, it was definitely a wake up call and an opportunity. I think I've always been one of those people like setting goals for myself and always having these dreams and big dreams. But what really happened was I think I just really woke up. I woke up and I just realized for the first time I've always been on a spiritual quest or looking for the next big thing, looking to figure out more, find the answers to more questions. And I remember it was about two years after my diagnosis. I remember specifically I was in Thailand and I was in front of a Buddha, I was a big giant gold Buddha. And I remember it hit me that I will never know. I'm never going to know all the answers. And I think that's the biggest thing out of cancer that I just have come to terms and peace with my mortality. And once I let go of that fear and let go of the search, constantly searching for the answers, I think that's what cancer really taught me was to let go of the search and then to be present every single moment and just be thankful for this moment. And um, I, I, it's truly a gift. And I don't think of myself as a victim. I think of myself as, you know, right before I was diagnosed with cancer, what came across my mind was always the question, why not me? Why not me? You know, why, you know, bad things happen to good people all the time. It's just how we need to take, how do we take it on? What choices do we make? And how do we live our life after we're in that situation? So I'm grateful for the wake up call. And I'm grateful to, for the aha moments of life 
and being present in the moment. I love that. And, you know, I used to refer to myself as a seeker and, and I wanted to, um, surrender that title. It's like, no, I just want to be a finder. <laughs> yeah. Relax and enjoy the journey. And, and I can really yeah. relate to a lot of what you're saying. It's giving up control. It's relinquishing the need to know and going into the mystery, I think, and just being present and available for what presents itself. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. It's so not you easy were very to involved do. with uh, the church and now you're not. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Was that prompted by the cancer? What, what's your um, history with that? Yeah, we were, my husband and I both were very active in church. I mean, from the time I was a baby, I was in, I was raised in the Pentecostal church family. And I will say probably what started everything was as soon as I had my first son and being in the mother role, my husband being in the father role, you start to ask questions and how do you want to raise your children and what do you want to teach them? And I think that started my, the questions coming and the path of what if this is not really what I need to believe in? What if this is not definitely not an easy path? I feel as though only the last two years have I really come out with it, with my family um, to say that I'm no longer part of the church. I'm not, I'm no longer believing that I need to be a religious person. It is a very rough road. Um, it's scary because you just don't know how your family is going to react, especially when you're the only one in your family that has kind of turned away from that. But my cancer, again, I think with the book, Farewell, My Loves, and my cancer journey and really facing death, I think you just can't help but to maybe ask. If you're really, truly honest and present in the moment, and if you ask yourself those hard questions, is there heaven, is there hell? I think, honestly, we just, we don't know. And I think that's what prompted all of it. And then I just started questioning everything. And I just could not, no, I could no longer support something that I didn't believe in anymore. Um, so I think it was at least a five or six year process. Deconversion is kind of how I describe it, a deconversion. Right. And so how is your family right now? How are you? How is your relationship? How are things? Um, you know, they're definitely with this book. I don't think they've read the book. Um, they didn't come to my launch party. So it's one of those things where love and respect, you know, and how I raise mm. my children. We all believe differently. We all, even people in the church, everybody has their own beliefs, their own um, compass of what they feel comfortable and what they don't. And that's absolutely okay. And as humans, and my thinking now is to support and uplift every human. And so, and that's what we do. And so it's just a topic we don't talk about because I know it's hurtful for them. You know, my soul in their eyes might not be heading where they're going. And so that's hurtful. So it's just one of those topics where there's still love and compassion and kindness just with anybody that comes into our circle. Is, and that's the beauty of human humanity. That's the beauty of humanity. We all have different thoughts and beliefs. And it's okay to embrace each other and just to support each other no matter what. So that's just where we leave it with my family. And I think that's so beautiful. I think that's so empowered because I doubt there's two of us that think exactly the same, see the world exactly through the same eyes. You know, I know identical twins and that's still not the case. Something I'll say is God, if God wanted us to be the same, he could have created us, created us that way. Like Canadian geese. Oh, but he already did that. That's the point, to be different, to be unique, to have this, you know, 
individual expression of, of, you know, a spiritual being having a human experience. So I love how you articulated that. That was really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, I think what you've said too, authentic self, it's really just kind of finding your authentic self mm-hmm. and embracing it and running with it and then enjoying life and being okay with who you are and your life that you want to live. Mm, and that's, that's it. To me, that's it. You know, I think we incarnate for three reasons to kind of clean up our karma, learn the lessons of love, um, and then have a great time to enjoy mm-hmm. ourselves. And I don't think most people are really having a great time because they haven't done the first two. <laughs> right. But it sounds like you really are lined up with your soul and, and enjoying your personal experience of this, this uh, human journey and that that brings me great joy because I, I sense that you're kind of like the wounded healer. You've had to go through a lot of dark terrain to really step fully into your light. And I find that very inspirational. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That was very sweet of you. Yeah, I definitely, um, you know, embracing the good and the bad. I think that's what life's about. We're supposed to feel the pain and we're supposed to feel the joy. You know, we're supposed to be present for both yes. because I think there's lessons in both. Well, for sure. Um, and I think if we close off yeah. to one end, we close off to the other. You know, can't just say, oh, we just right. want joy and light. You know, life here is suffering. Buddha says life is suffering. If you can accept mm-hmm. that, you can get on with it. <laughs> you know, right. you're going to cry. Yes, it's going to hurt. It's not easy here. <laughs> so, yeah, again, to have compassion, I think, to, to for everyone, because we're all, you know, having an interesting experience and nobody gets out of this without some pain, some confusion. You know, that's just the nature of being separate from the divine, I believe. Mm, yeah. So Amber, um, I would really like to know who you believe your readers are and what you would like them to get from this incredible book. Hmm, who my readers are. I don't know. I'm who having a wider who, who's of, your demographic? Who would you like I think to demog- connect with? Um, I think women, young women and men, um, married. Um, I'm hoping to reach also some, like the lesbian world as well. And I think my readers, what I'm really wanting people to think is just to pause. If you're reading my book, I just hope that you pause and reevaluate your whole life and really think of it from the beginning to the end. And is it really the life that you really want right now? That's, I think, what my, my message is, is really to learn to live in the moment and embrace everything around you. And um, like I said, embrace your authentic self. So with my readers, I just hope reading Farewell, My Loves, they can maybe look at people differently and accept people for who they are. Um, And love, I think love is the ultimate gift in this world. Whether you love a partner or you love a child or you're a parent, I think love is the ultimate gift of humanity and just really embracing love and um, yeah, I don't know. I it's think there's a lot more of than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a little thing yeah. like that. That's awesome, though. I think that's so beautiful. So we just, I just have a couple questions um, that I can ask now because we're kind of getting close to the end of the show. But do you believe, Amber, I like to ask people, what do you think the purpose of life is? And do you think everything happens for a reason? Just small questions. Oh, they're big. Um, let's start with that. <laughs> Hold on, let me take a breath. <laughs> I know. Um, what the purpose of life is. I always go back and forth. I think the purpose of life is honestly giving back to humanity. I feel like 
my purpose on here is giving back. It's not about me. It's about other people around me and how can I help other people live a better life. And I think everybody's purpose is different in this world. Um, and do I believe everything happens for a reason? I go back and forth on this. I'm not quite sure everything happens for a reason. Was there a purpose, a greater purpose that I had cancer? I don't think so. I think that bad things just happen randomly to people. Now, is there choices that can be made with the situations you're put in? There's different paths that people can take. There's different consequences to choices, and there's different reactions to those consequences. Now, this is something else I've been learning. I, this is what I think today. And I think as humans, as we age and get older, we're, we're, it's an ebb and flow. We change and we're going to look at things differently. So today I'm saying, I'm not sure that things happen for a reason, but I think that each thing that comes in our life, we have a choice to, of how we're going to handle it. And our purpose, I think everybody needs purpose in life, whatever that is. And I think without purpose, without a vision, without a goal of where you're heading, I think you can feel lost in this world. So um, today, my purpose is to hopefully help other people be inspired to live the best life that they want to live. That's really beautifully put. I was really, really um, thought provoking. Hmm. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some hard questions. Well, you, you handled it very well, very eloquently. It's like you, you're uh, very astute. I, I, I appreciate your presence and, and um, your vulnerability and your open heart. I think it's really a gift. Mm, thank you. So, Amber, if people want to get a copy of your book or connect with you, how can they do that? Oh, they can visit my website at com. It has everything there. My book's on Amazon, um, Farewell, My Loves. But I'm on Twitter. So if they go to my website, they can pretty much find me anywhere. Perfect. Yeah. So you're out there and available. You're on Facebook? I'm on Facebook, Twitter, at Amber Farman. Yep. I'm kind of oh, all Facebook. over on the social media. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So we just have a couple of minutes left here, Amber. And I would love it if you could just share... Any final thoughts, anything you want to leave us with here today as we put a bow on our, our, the gift of our time together? Um, I just want to say, you know, first of all, thank you so much for having me. And I guess I just want to say, I encourage your listeners just to pause. You know, um, we get so busy in our life. We take on so many things. We're running this way and that way. And last week was a really good reminder for me. I actually went away for three days by myself. My husband forced me out of the house. And I forget how good it is for your soul to be quiet and to just listen and really align your soul again and get refreshed. And so if I can leave you guys with anything, would just to encourage you guys just to take a moment to pause and reevaluate your life. And if it's not where you're wanting it to go, maybe write some goals down and you can change it. We all have the power to change our life and to go a different direction if we're not happy with the direction we're in today. So I think that's what I would leave you with. Just be quiet sometimes and listen to yourself. You're stronger than you think you are. That's really beautiful. You know, because we do live on a planet of free will and choice. And, and I think it is so helpful to just step back, get quiet, listen to the wisdom inside of ourselves. We get so 
busy in our lives, especially with, especially with, you know, social media and technology. And, um, it, it, it takes some concerted effort, I think, to just like, you know what, I'm not going to do that for a while. I'm going to unplug. I'm going to listen. And for me, meditation is so important so that I can hear the still small voice within. So I think that's some really wonderful advice, incredible advice. And, um, I've enjoyed my time with you so much, Amber. I think you're really a gift and a blessing. Thank you so much for having me. This was really wonderful. Thank you. Absolutely. It's my honor and pleasure and privilege. And for my listeners, I'm so, so happy to be connecting with you. I've been doing this show for five years. I can't believe it. And it's, um, it's, it's such a gift for my soul to be able to have these kinds of conversations with other teachers, light workers, seekers. And if you want to be in touch with me, this is really about connection. This is about relatedness. This is about lifting each other up and empowerment. That's why we're Empower Radio. So I'd love it if you would be in touch with me on uh, TammyBPhD.com, T-A-M-M-I-B-P-H-D. You can write to me with a question. You can give me your thoughts. If you want to be on the show, if you know somebody you want on the show, is there a topic or a subject you would like me to address? I'd really, really love to hear from you. I also have a free uh, prosperity program. If you're feeling stuck, if you want to shake things up or go a different direction, do things differently, but you don't know how, get on there, download that. I have a free guided meditation for you to help you relax into your center start to tap into the knowingness and the wisdom within because we all have it. We're all connected to source. We're all connected to God. So I hope you got value from Amber's conversation here today. I think you're just exquisite, Amber. I do think you're um, a light worker in a really beautiful, unique, exquisite way. So thank thank you. you. Thank Thank you for your time and your energy and your heart and your book. And you have another one coming out. So... I do. Deadline's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's a coming. So get it, get in touch with her on Twitter, Facebook, her website, and let's continue the upward ascent to light and empowerment and great love. Thank you. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.